With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Ernestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami, carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinion Nation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gonna see me blow. Oh, got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of Untouchables, Opinion Nation staff. Never an off season, homie. Check the numbers. Heart driving my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble. No threat. See him like a hurricane. You're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. All right, welcome to the Mr. Ernest Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian. I'm going mobile right now. Yes, this podcast can go mobile. So this is actually a car cast today. <laughs> Once again, this show brought to you by NGSSports.com, where we never stop. On the line with me right now, as always, we try to do every Tuesday. It's been kind of bumpy last couple weeks because we've got any issues, but we got it going today. My man, Kyle F. and Nash, the student of the game. Kyle, what's going on? What is going on, my man? Hey, this is great that this show can go mobile, unlike the Bears' offense. <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to Chief Stelio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention his name. You did, but why not? Hey, hey, we talk Bears, we talk G. You know what I'm saying? So That's true. Um, That's true. Let me ask you a question because we, you know, you do, we do the report. We hit on the topics of the week. What, what was big? What thing stood out to you week number seven? It was actually an interesting week, to be honest with you. Uh, what stood out to me most, and well, you know, a lot of people won't do this, but I'm going to go this way just because it fetches me a great premium in my heart. The Kardashian sisters of the NFL is where I'm noticing. The Falcons are faker than fake and be crawling past the Titans with a three-point win, and the Carolina Panthers essentially impose their will via Cam Newton in the running game despite wimpy wide receivers allowing the ball to be pulled from them for interceptions that don't belong on Cam Newton's stat line. In short, the Panthers for real, the Falcons are not. The Dirty Bird is not just a clever nickname. It's funny because obviously you know I've been hard to follow all year long, and they're in my top ten. Um, just by default, because you know the record, you know the record actually indicates that they're a top ten team. You know, so if, if anything, that's the one thing going for them. I, I will say this for the Falcons: if there's anything I will say that's that's actually I, I've noticed a little bit, a little bit different than previous Falcons teams in the last like forever <laughs> that matter. Um, 
they've gotten better in the trenches a little bit. They got a little bit better. I think Dan Quinn is really you start to see a little more toughness. And look, and I know they played Tennessee, who's not Mariota the whole nine. I get that. I'm totally with you. And they probably should have beaten Tennessee, to, you know, a lot bit more than three points. They should have, they should have covered six points uh, on Sunday. But at least typically a game like this, though, that they play typically, they would lose. If a game this ugly, typically they'd be on the wrong side of it. Um, at the very least, I see a little, I see a little more toughness. Now that being said. They're frauds. I agree. You know, I've been saying all year long. I, this is why I gave them the nickname last week. Last week, the uh, the Atlanta Fraudkins. You know what I mean? You like I that, like huh? that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I like, like this whole thing about their defense being tough, but we'll get to that in a second. Well, no, 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 I, I, no, no, no. They're not. They're not a good defense, but they're a little bit more tougher. I, I, I think I'm starting to see the things, the changes Dan Quinn has made a little bit in in, in his first six, seven weeks as head coach. You know, he is a defensive guy, so obviously he's bringing that culture down there. So at the very least, I can at least see the attempt. The Falcons are trying to be a little more tougher because typically these kind of games that they have, even against teams like Tennessee, they would typically lose those games. So, at the very least, I, I do see the the uh, the the attempt. Uh, what what else stood out to you besides the uh, the, the uh, Kardashian sisters? Well, wait, I love Chloe. For the record. Don't pick on her. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> what else I saw too is basically, um, I, I I love how New York teams in general just seem to have this problem. Despite firearm laws that are present in New York, granted the teams are actually from East Rutherford because of the stadium, but whatever. Yes. Um, they seem to find a way, both teams, I mean the Jets and the Giants, especially this week in particular, uh, to suffer multiple gunshot wounds to the metatarsals, which, you know, for those who aren't into medical speak, that's the toes. And both teams have shot themselves in the foot consistently. The yes. Giants managed to limp their way by because Matt Castle thought it would be Christmas early. Maybe he started his shopping early like a lot of the commercials would ask you to do in throwing three interceptions to let the Giants win. Of course, they still needed a kick return by Harris, but that's a different topic. And then the Jets, bruh, I'm not even going to get into Brandon Marshall in the drop back shoulder touchdown pass or any of that. All I'm going to say is this. You have Rob Gronkowski on one side of the field, and you send – two players from the front to blitz the quarterback and run past him to <laughs> leave the open in the middle of the field. <laughs> Look, Rob Gronkowski is still the MVP of that team. That's just what it is. I said it. I don't Hello. care if Tom Brady Hello, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, I've been wiping that flag with you, too. Yeah, exactly. And, and him making plays is really what started the Patriots to make the push to, co- to come back into the game as they did late. Um, you know, credit to them for doing that. But when you get handed that kind of a Christmas platter, it's the same thing as doing a fake punt feel, fail in my mind. But at least in the case of the fake punt fail, that might have been something if it was just, you know, properly executed. This is just stupid from the top that you just leave Rob Gronkowski alone. We've seen this. It was called week one of the Steelers. Come on, man. I, they gambled there. Um, I, look, okay, first of all, <laughs> let, me, let me start my Giants real quick because you know, I, I had this annoyance factor. Where, you know, I, look, I love my Giants. They're my team. You know, I named my son Eli for a reason. My dog's name's O.C., so you know who I roll, okay? But <laughs> a, lot, a lot of these damn Giants fans, number one, who are on my timeline, you know, whenever they win a big game, when they, when they beat San Francisco a couple weeks ago, and then they beat Dallas, oh, we're in first place, and we're, we're going to make a run. Slow down, dude. First off, if Romo, I, I, I'm not even going to say Dez. If Romo plays on Sunday, the Giants lose that game, and they probably lose in a pretty, pretty big fashion. Oh, hey, right? okay. I'll Dallas be yours, and game. I'll raise you. If the Niners didn't drop an interception on Eli's final dro- drive, yep. they would have lost that game. Yep. 
So that's, that's, that's so, to all my fellow Giants fans, let's slow down a little bit of the uh, cockiness because we're lucky to be four and three right now. Okay, they're, they're, this team has no pass rush. They're not really. I mean, the O line is, is decent for the most part. It's gotten better. Um, inside has been very young. Um, the Giants, they're they're, they're an anomaly. They they, they they're weird. I mean, like you said a year, you don't know what to figure out because there are games this year that they look like they they they, they could be world beaters, and then the next week they're like crap. You know, like it's Philadelphia last weekend. So, um. Let's slow down on, on the on the on the Giants are back and this and that. The Giants could win the division by by default, but if they better get two or three game separation ahead of Dallas before Rumble and Dez come back, because if if that division is still up for the taking by the time Dez and Rumble are back and they're healthy, uh, Dallas is gonna win that division and and don't be surprised. Yeah, that's hey, let let me get last word in on the one last word in on the Giants because it's a perfect metaphor for how I feel and you probably agree with how I feel regarding the Giants and it's something I wrote. Uh, or I'm working on writing, I should say, in the matchup mania this week on GSEsports.com. Right. I'm picking, I'm picking the Saints to beat the Giants, but that's only okay. because in protecting this, predicting this game, so many people use the phrase "God knows," and since that's more associated with Saints than Giants, that's why I'm picking that game. Okay, I don't know what to make of that <laughs> crap. Wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, the Saints kind of, you know, and look, the Colts aren't that good, but the the Saints came out and did their business. Now, granted, they won't the game late, but I mean, here's what it is. Now, hey. I want to finish the, the, the New York thing real quick because we were talking about New York. Yeah, let's be real on the Jets real quick. That was actually a good loss. I mean, I don't know if you believe in good losses, but I'll tell you this one now: the Jets, they're a real team. They are a real team because look, I oh, know yeah. the schedule. Look, look, before the Patriots game, everybody's like, "Oh, well, they ain't playing anybody." But guess what? The teams that they played, they beat them in the fashion you're supposed to. The margin, of, the margin of victories in those games were well over double digits, um, and they, they were dominant. And in that past game, they were in, they, they were in position to win that game. They if were in Brandon position Marshall, to win that game. Yeah, if Brandon Marshall does not drop that 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 that, uh, that, that pass in the fourth quarter at, at, at the goal line, they're up eight points. You know, go, like in the fourth quarter, and God knows what happens there. You know, and that's legitimate. And, and the part that makes it truly sad is the Patriots, in rare form, opened the door for you. LaFell had seven or six or seven drops. I forget the exact number, but a bunch of drops. I wonder if he'll ever even see the field again. Okay, I'm exaggerating. But, right. on top, you know, Julian Edelman dropped the pass because of his whole finger issue uh, from last week. You know, that was awkward. Uh, Gronk even uh, mishandled a pass. I don't know that I would call that one a drop, but, you know, the opportunities were there, and, you know, they were missed. I see where you're coming from, where they were competitive with the Giants. Uh, your pardon expression. I just called the Patriots a Giant. Oh, the Giant, very, oh, the giant. right, the Giant. Right, I got, I got you. I how, very, how very existential and ironic of me. But, um, <laughs> but they, I mean, Kyle. they're a strong playoff showing, you know. Um, but but they're a football team, and I think if you ask me right now, look, I, I, they're not going to they're not going to win the win the because I think the Patriots is at the number level right now. But if right. if you're telling me that the Jets are a wild card team, yeah, Todd Bowles, coach of the year. That's what I'm saying right now. That's what I'm coach saying. Coach of the year. He has changed the culture there in, 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 with the Jets. It, it's it's a more serious culture. Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They, look, the Jets. This is, this, look, the Jets played the perfect game on Sunday. You know, my my worry in that game was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he played well. I'll tell you one yeah. over in, in the first half, the fumble, mm-hmm. whatever it was. He played great that game. I thought he managed the game pretty well, made the right throws. Um, the Marshall throw was great. You know, the, 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 so oh, I mean, yeah. he, he did his job, and they still lost. I mean, I think the Jets are really. I know it's so early enough for what we played, but I, I'm 
fairly confident, barring any major injuries, that they're going to be one of the two wild card teams in the AFC. Can you, can you, could you, uh, do you feel that way a little bit now? I do. And and even if they don't get to the wild card, I can tell you this, anybody in the quest to get there in either conference don't want to have to play them on the way. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. They're they're tough in the places that you you need to be in January, in the trenches. Trenches. Speaking of trenches, holy (laughs) crap, the Dolphins. What the hell? Two weeks of Dan Campbell. Granted, it is Tennessee, it is Houston, but the way they beat those two teams... Energy is different. I, I look. I'm friends with a lot of Dolphin beat writers, and they tell me the locker room is is upbeat and it's more fun. It's it's just uh, the energy is different, and the scheme hasn't changed. It's just that the energy's changed a lot. What do you think of the Dolphins the last two weeks that impressed you? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, all you got to do is see. Look, if I'm let's let's pretend I'm Dan Campbell. Hold on, I gotta get really buff in the shoulders and chest real quick. HGH, 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 go. My my interview would be very simple. I would take the stat line for Lamar Miller, pre me and after me, slam it on the table and walk out the door. A weapon in that offense that has just completely been unutilized. And I'm not saying Lamar Miller is good, but you have to admit they did something in these two games that they couldn't have even against weaker teams on the schedule leading up to this point. Right. That being said, the one thing, the one thing I'm worried about, because, hey, when you go from, you know, threatening franchise records and giving up points in a time period to threatening setting a franchise record for getting, for getting points, that's going to lift you up. That's just what it is. And, and that's exactly what you need going into a Thursday night versus the Patriots on a short week. But now comes the other end of the knee jerk. We'll really see how Dan Campbell can command a locker room and their uh, morale, so to speak, because they're not going to beat the Patriots. They right. have to think they have a shot because that's the nature of the game, and you have to believe you have a shot if you're playing in it. I just don't see it happening. And after right. that feeling happens, what can Dan Campbell do after that? He's had both extremes, the wildly pansy teams and now some of the top, uh, one of the top teams in the league on Thursday. That will be the test for Dan Campbell as a coach not just a culture changer. It's not even about, you're right. It's, to me, it's, Thursday night, it's not even about winning because I don't think they're going to win. But I will say this, though. If Joe Flynn was head coach of this team right now going into this Thursday, they would have had no shot. I would have said no shot, zero, in discussion. At least with Dan Campbell, you can still see, well, maybe if this goes this way. And the fact you're even considering it with Dan Campbell tells you that there's a little more confidence in this football team. Oh, wildly. You could even see it on the players on the field. There's just a little bit extra snazz in the step. Take the Javon uh, Landry's big-ass run in the beginning of that game on what was essentially a short pass, and he ran like 80 yards to get 50. The kind of blocking you saw downfield, I saw, I saw two fatties at least 20 yards down the field. Yeah, I get it. One of them's pouncy, so it doesn't count. He's a center. He's not as fat. But somebody with a number in the 70s is downfield blocking, too. And that's the kind of motivation you only get if someone's dialed in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give the Dolphins a, 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 a shot in the dark with this game, definitely. Um, and, and look, it's about winning for the Dolphins. If they, if they do win the Jets this weekend, then I'm, I'm buying in on the Dolphins going forward. Because this team is – you and I agree. This team was way too talented to be that bad in the first four weeks. Agreed. And unfortunately, I think it's too little too late. I still think the Dolphins missed the playoffs. They're going to be 7-9 again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's too much uh, hurdles. Although I will say this, look at the schedule. Like, a lot of those teams in the back end of the schedule who we thought might be tough teams may not be so tough after all. I mean, not only that, look, look, um, 
speaking of this uh, division too, what the hell is going on in Buffalo? I know there's a lot of injuries and stuff though, but a lot of from what I'm seeing here from the onset, it seems like a lot of players are already getting Bernal Rex. What's going on in Buffalo? There's a whole lot of identity change that's happened throughout the uh, throughout the year. I mean, first of all, you know, you, you get down to the third and fourth string running backs. That's problem number one. Sammy Watkins has been missing games with injury while also complaining about getting the, not getting the ball enough. That's number two. Then Tyrod Taylor is forced to miss games. E.J. Manuel's on the field. That's number three. And all that going on is just a, just an identity change that takes place, and it's going to shake your team up a little bit when all that happens. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation all the way around. I still feel like the defense is strong, but, you know, I think that little bit of extra oomph that they're missing, if their guys had stayed healthy, is the difference. And, I mean, then you add the element of the Bills in that, oh, here we go again mode. They've started strong before and tempered in the middle of the season all the same, and this is what yep. we're seeing again. You know, missed opportunities are, are, are the name of the game. They should have won that game in London, somebody could argue. They were ahead, and then you let Blake Bortles, who was 13 for 29 on the day, beat you with a touchdown pass? Look, I'm a UCF guy, and yeah. I still thought that was pathetic. Yep. And what's funny about, about this, too, now, with Buffalo, here, here's the worst part. The, the timing cannot be worse, because look, here, here's the problem now. The Patriots are the Patriots, of course. You know, they do their thing. The Jets are really good, and they're 4-2. The Dolphins caught fire now, so all of a sudden Buffalo, who we once thought would maybe be that, that challenger to, to the Patriots in the AFC East weeks ago, now they're in last place down in the division. Yeah. Bottom Just line. Just like that. Just like that. You know, so I, I you know, I, I don't know if it's Rex's fault. I don't know if it's the injuries. I know that, I know, I know they have a lot of injuries. Still, Tara Sales out there. Lashawn McCoy missed a lot of time and whatnot. There's, there's a lot of injuries left and right. But. The the vibe I'm seeing, the vibe I'm getting from the from the organization in general is just that I think Rex is already starting to lose a team already this early, and that's a bad sign. Well, I, I think I'm not going to go to the oh my god he's losing the team line already just because Percy Harvin has been a bit of a problem uh, with rumors of him moving and all that or getting traded and all this other yeah. stuff maybe possibly I don't know and starting with Tyron, no, no it wasn't that? getting traded it was the personal time versus him rehabbing or whatever that was. You know, this isn't the first time that we've seen an issue surrounding Percy Harvin in a locker room. And I'm not saying it's his fault. I don't know what's going on. But you can't help but notice that this is yet another stop where people have murmurs of him being a problem. Right. No, you can't. You can't ignore that at all. Absolutely. Hi, this is Jordan Boscarini, host of Drive Time Sports on KOAL AM 750 in Utah. And you are listening to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. So many people do be cool and look smarter. Don't hold back. And you shouldn't 
doesn't even care about those noses in the air and the crooked stairs. Don't hold back. Cause there's a party over here, so you might as well be here with the people care. Don't hold back. The world, you're holding back. The time has come to. The world, you're holding back. The time has come to. Um, speaking of problems, locker room, the Indianapolis Colts, man. What the hell's going on there, man? Jeez, I mean, and, and, and now you hear now you hear rumors. Uh, well, I guess the rumors are maybe fact now that uh, uh, GM Ryan Grixon and Jim Mercy got into a heated match in the locker room after the game against the Saints. Um, you know, and it's funny because like that division is still pretty bad, and the Colts are going to win the division by the default. It might be a situation where the Colts win with coming with this year, and I'm dead, and I'm dead serious. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's 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 already. I mean, right now it's the only division where all the teams have a losing record, and they could steal the crown of Kardashian sisters of the NFL from the NFC South just on the strength of the fact that the Carolina Panthers could possibly be the toughest team in the NFL now. Apparently, they've responded to all my smack talking, and I respect that. But you like a hard on for the for the Panthers the last couple of years now. Oh, actually, I've had plenty of people tell me I, that I'm a, a Panther hater. Actually, really? I was talking all sorts of smack on them when they made the pre- playoffs as a losing team. I mean, I'll show you the articles, bro. I opened. Oh, them. okay. <laughs> okay, I know. No, I always thought that you always had like a, a positive thing. Maybe it's last. Maybe it was last year. I guess with the with Cam and the defense or not, because they are tough in the trenches and stuff. But well, no, I mean, look. I, do you want me to bring up to bring up? Um, because I'll do it on the air just for your benefit and embarrass myself again. How Cam Newton represents the single worst miss I've ever had on a draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go and leave the leaves of the dry right now because I, that that offended me. Like I'm offended by that. I'm not, I'm not even Cam Newton or related to Cam Newton. Hey, look, or, man, or, 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 even as, or even or even as good looking as Cam Newton. But I digress. <laughs> hey, you gotta learn to forgive, my man. I'll forgive you. I, to me, I mean, I mean. I'm just, I'm just glad that you weren't one of those Blaine Gabbert guys that said Blaine Gabbert with Cam Newton that year. God, uh, I, no. I, I, I would have oh, lost okay. shit, seriously. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they, they were, hey, Kyle, they were out there that year, though. They were out there. There were people, there were people on ESPN. Um, yeah, and there were people that said Geno Smith would be a good starting quarterback in the NFL, too. What about it? Ooh. I, I think I kind of said that. <laughs> oh, well, then you need to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so indie, um, that's indie because like all of a sudden you hear now, um, Andrew Luck was booed after the game, and yeah. I'm like, wait a second, you're booing that guy, really? And, you're booing and, and moreover, man, you I know, mean, it, it, yeah, hearing that, uh, having I've been to Lucas Oil Stadium, and and those are an, that's an intelligent fan base, so to, so to hear them reach that place. It, basically, look, the Indianapolis Colts are feeling entitled now that they got luck, and they don't know how lucky they were. See what I did? And, pun, 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 century. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, look, they still haven't gotten a defense for this guy. Um, the weapons that they were supposed to get him have been somewhat erratic. Um, 
granted, Frank Gore has come on lately, so I'll put him in this nice fancy little bubble and get him out of the way for any criticism I'm about to drop. But to open, he had trouble fumbling in the red zone. Andre Johnson has been completely useless except as a revenge play against Texans where he finally got a touchdown. Right. What? What's been there? T.Y. Hilton has had to overcome in- in- injury to get some uh, production. Fleener is Fleener. He's a good tight end to to uh, fill the gap. But that O-line's terrible. The defense is still jack. And, and you wonder, football's not a one-man game, dude. It's that simple. It's funny. You, you boo Andrew Luck, and all he's done in three years is this. 11-5, 11-5, 11-5. And every year he's gotten his team, his team further in the playoffs. And by the way, and by the way, and not only that, that's also not not digress here too. The fact that all three of those teams were heavily flawed around him, heavily flawed. They weren't good teams, just for the record. They still had about as little defense. Maybe this team has a little less defense, but yeah, they were still relatively defense-free to what you expect in an NFL playoff contender. Let me me tell you something, Colts fans. You want to get the Andrew Luck? There are at least. 15 teams right now that will give up nine draft picks to get Andrew Luck. And I'm not even joking. Yes, please. I'll replace Kaepernick with Andrew Luck. Hell yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, what do you think of the NFC right now? Because I know Green Bay's unbeaten. Carolina obviously is unbeaten too. Um, but I feel like that, that conference is wide open. I feel like even though Seattle's struggling, if they can get their shit together by, by December, which is always possible because they, they're just too talented, that I don't think Green Bay is a shoo-in to win that conference automatically. Everybody's talking about Pats and Packers, Rodgers with Brady in, 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 in Santa Clara, and I'm not too sure that I'm ready to pencil in the, the Packers as the, as the absolute favorite. Now, I will say this, Kyle, um, what is encouraging with the Packers a little bit is that their last two wins, um, they haven't actually needed Aaron Rodgers to bail them out. Which is good. I, I think it's a good thing, actually, that they don't have to need their riders to be on the games. But I do think that their defense is kind of leaky. And I think if they don't tighten up a lot of some situations going into January, teams like Carolina, teams like Arizona, who are, who I love their roster, and even Seattle, if they get their shit together, can and, and Dallas too, if Dallas gets shit together as well, can actually steal the conference from them. What do you think about that? So I'm not going to go into anything craziness about the conference being stolen. By any of the, the the Seahawks, okay, I'm gonna address right. that real you know quick. I, you know what I you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean the wild card race is race is wide open. We talked about this on the student of the game on Monday. The 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 lead wild card contender today is the Vikings at four and two. Correct, and they're not. Who, who, who we both have, and, and I, I believe you and I both had them as a playoff team this year. You and that I is both. correct. We we no have way. them both okay. at exactly the spot they are in. Actually, no, I'm lying. They're not. In but, the we they're in but we digress. But we digress. We do. Um, but look, I'm not, first of all, <laughs> the Seahawks still have another game with everybody else in their division. That is not a given. Well, okay. So the 49ers are a given, but everybody else is not a given. <laughs> you okay. said it, not me. Of course I did. I know what's up. I, hey, there's fanhood and then there's cheering for Jay Cutler still, but I digress. Yes, that was a G. Stilio <laughs> show. Anyway. That was good. Anyway. But I'm I'm not convinced that the Rams won't sweep them. I, I, you cannot tell me about, especially with Todd. I am not a girly man doing his thing. Yeah, but, but okay. the Rams are hard to figure out though because the Rams like they're good in the trenches and they have girly. But God, they like like I said, they they win a game against like Arizona, they beat Seattle, and you think, oh, this team is could could be 
to be scary. And then they, those are Redskins. And uh, I, I mean, they're the weirdest team probably in football. Well, think about After the Giants, of course. After the Giants, of course. Well, yeah, you said weird is not most unpredictable. There's a difference. But, yeah, I, I think they're very weird, except for one thing. When you really break it down, you can somewhat draw a line. Foles was asked to win games to open this season. Somehow he managed to do it against the Seahawks by throwing probably the single best ball he's thrown to beat Richard Sherman on a, on a corner route to set up a, uh, a field goal. Bless him for it. He deserves props. Being asked to beat the Washington Redskins in failing is pathetic. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and that is where they're getting away from. Now that Gurley's starting to produce, Nick Foles is Alex Smith too. That's what I'm going to say. Because, hey, when he's out there in Philadelphia, he's managing the game in that situation as well. Because it's all about the movement, and he only has to make a throw on occasion. That's a good point, brother. Last question to go quickly. Your thoughts uh, today was, it was announced uh, Ryan Mallett cut by the Houston Texans after being late, missing this, the charter plane to Miami this weekend. Um, the Texans are, are dumpster fire now. And your boy, J.J. Watt, man, what's going on? What's going on, what's going on with that team, man? What's going on there? Well, first of all, I may get my wish to come true uh, if Hoyer goes down because they don't have another backup that's a veteran. So, hey, J.J. may get to throw the ball some. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I keep, I keep. But, um, you know, I, I have to make this joke already just because it's there. Uh, it appears that the Texans lowered the hammer on the mallet. See what I did there? Anyway. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, I mean, look, Ryan, I should be holding a croquet mallet. This was inevitable at this point. Right. Okay. He suffered from uh, a disease I believe Chris referred to on the student of the game as wadded panties ever since he didn't get to go back in in the Colts game. And he thinks whining and, whining and crying, crying is the way to get out of it. Yeah, that don't play, especially with Bill O'Brien. Look, he may be warped about the talents of his quarterbacks, but that man is not a guy who plays games. I don't claim to be able to write a biography on him. I just saw what he did during the Hard Knock shows, and that is not a man I want to put off any sort of weakness in front of. Agreed. The guy actually cussed out Tom Brady. Come on. Dude, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> and Tom Brady's taken on Ed Hockley before in a verbal, verbal match. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, this is a mess of Houston. Anyway, we'll come back next Tuesday again with the student game. Hopefully, we'll be on video next week. Hopefully, the schedule yes. works out pretty good. We'll see how that works. Yes. But yeah, yes, yes. Oh no, I'm just uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked about the studio, man. My wife helped me put it together. It looks tight like a vice. And you, you like know, pink? Is it pink? Is it pink? Um, we did not go breast cancer awareness, but I do still heart boobies a lot. So whatever that's worth. <laughs> Kyle Nash on Twitter. I'll follow Twitter at the SOTG. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on the show, man, as always. Hey, joy, privilege, honor. Till next time, class dismissed. Later, buddy.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.